You're listening to 3 Fuel Podcast, a podcast about the most advanced sports nutrition and sports recovery product on the planet. I'm your host, Aaron Olson. For more information, go to 3Fuel.com. I'm here today with Valerie Hunt. Valerie is a CrossFit coach and part of CrossFit Endurance Seminar staff team. She's been a full-time strength and endurance coach for over 20 years. Valerie's coaching focuses on teaching proper technique and skill. She enjoys being able to help athletes of all ages reach their potential. Valerie, it's great to have you on the show. Hi, thanks. Glad to be here. Yeah, Valerie, it's, it's great to talk to you. Tell me a little bit about your history as an athlete. How did you first get interested in sport? Um, <laughs> well, I actually never really played sports. I joined a gym when I was like 13 with a good friend of mine because she wanted to lose some weight, and I stayed hooked ever since. So I actually started working at the gym as soon as they'd let me and then started teaching fitness classes, and uh, that's what I've done forever. And then as uh, I got to college, I started running, and then I started competing and running, got into triathlon, and pretty much that went back to more coaching. So I definitely still compete and have fun competing, but I have a coach at heart. Okay. So would you say that you're a runner or are you kind of an all-around strength strength athlete? Or what is your main sport that you focus on? Uh, I would say I'm an all-around strength athlete with a lot of running <laughs> combined with it. That's why I love CrossFit Endurance. Do you feel like the CrossFit and the strength, does that enhance your running or is that just something you do because you enjoy it? Oh, both. It definitely enhances your running. I mean, for uh, for what we see with a lot of runners, obviously, is um, lots of injuries. And some of those are due to, like, not being strong enough to hold their position for their event. So we find, or I find, that uh, combining the strength training with the running makes all of my runners that follow me and do the CrossFit and add the strength training are all running faster and uh, hurting a lot less, a lot fewer injuries. That's awesome. So you take runners who are injured or maybe not quite reaching their potential, and you teach them to run properly. So uh, tell our listeners a little bit about what that actually means. I mean, don't we all know how to run properly already? I know, right? Aren't you born to run? <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> I wish. Uh, well, some of us are, and some of us need some help. I just feel like it's like any other movement. If uh, um, when runners come to me, it's either, yes, I want to get faster or I have an injury and I'm trying to recover. And I teach what's called the pose method of running. I'm a master level instructor. And what we do first is we basically we video you, first thing we do. And then we let you see how you move. And once you can kind of see what's going on and I can see what's going on, I can help you fix anything that's deviating from the standard. Because honestly, what the pose method is, is creating a standard of what running should really look and feel like. And we try to help runners uh, get as close to that position as possible, which is why it combines so well with CrossFit. Because in CrossFit, every movement you teach is the same way. It's like how skilled can you get somebody? How how much can I get you in a better position so you can perform the movement like you should? So it's the same with the running. Okay. So you it sounds like you have to combine the pose running with some strength at the same time so that your muscles can... I don't know, go through those motions over and over again without getting injured? Is that the idea? Yeah, that's a good way to say it. I okay. mean, and in, with any runner, by the way, even if they choose not to do CrossFit, even if they would at least commit to some basic hip strength, core strength, you know, uh, functional movement strength exercises, they're going to see benefits in their running. And especially, by the way, we're really big on strengthening not just the muscles, but obviously the foundation of the body, like strengthening your feet, 
and strengthening what you're running on. Okay. So walk me a little bit through your running. What kind of running have you done? Are you, do you do marathons, ultras? What are you, oh, yeah. have you been up to? Uh, I marathoned for a lot of years, and then I got into ultras, which I enjoy, um, and I coach now a lot of people for ultras. So I still, I still get out there and do at least two, three races a year just to stay. I like, I like getting out there, staying involved, um, but I'm training a lot more people now, so <laughs> my race schedule has dwindled. Um, we just went out to Big Ben a couple months ago, and they had their inaugural 50, a 30K and 50 miler, and we uh, participated in that, and that was fun. And uh, then now I'm doing a shorter uh, 10K trail series here in Austin. So I've gone from, like, the longer distance to see if I can get a little faster and shorter distance on the trails. Okay. And uh, so I'm having fun with that. So how is that going so far, focusing on the shorter distances? Have you noticed that you've gotten faster? Yeah, but a lot of it, too, is, like, your skill gets better, right? When you first get into trail running, you have to learn, like, how to get better at running on the trails. And so now that I've got the... uh, now that I'm a lot better on the terrain, I'm definitely enjoying being able to get faster on the trails. Okay. And, you know, you, we talked a little bit about pose running. And for people who might not know what that is, you're, it's basically a, a method of running where you, you're moving through a set of poses, I guess, and teaching your body to run in the most efficient way. Now, does that involve wearing minimal shoes? Like, as you're out there on the trails, do you have to wear minimal shoes? No. <laughs> Um, well, by the way, real quick, so with pose method, um, everybody runs through the pose. So it's not like this is a way of running. Everybody runs through the pose. Basically, what we're doing when we teach you is how to just not waste any energy on any other, any other movement you don't need, like an, an excessive arm motion or other things that are unnecessary in your running. So that's kind of where the pose comes in. And it's just that everyone kind of, we, it's called the pose just because it's the most efficient position to be in when your body's on the ground. So that's the position of move, of running, of running movement. So we teach you drills so that you get more and more comfortable being in that position when you're running and also allowing the body to use gravity to move forward, which really efficient runners already do that. So what's cool about it is once you show someone how to do that, you can make anyone that's like uh, maybe doesn't like running or hasn't hit a goal they want to reach feel better about running because anybody can do this that's the the best part about it and so whether it's trail running road running it doesn't matter it's all everybody gets to go through the same um learning process okay you know valerie i saw on facebook or twitter that you had been working with a lady who set a record at rocky raccoon i believe it was 100 miler can you tell me a little bit about yeah that's very cool how what happened with her and how did you improve her running so she, uh, and by the way, loves to run 100 milers on the road. <laughs> More power to her. Uh, she came up and saw me. She heard me actually on your podcast. And she got into running late in life and really enjoys it. And she uh, heard about the pose method, so she decided to check into it. So she, fortunately for her, lives close enough. Uh, she's in Houston. So she drove up to see me. And we just spent... A few hours together, I videotaped her, showed her how she was moving. We worked on correcting her movements. I gave her a series of um, assignments to basically practice. She also got the book Unbreakable Runner by Brian McKenzie and TJ Murphy, and that's also got some great strength training exercises in it as well as some of the run skills. So she's actually added also in a little bit of the strength work. And she said when she ran Rocky, 
she ran the whole time and she said I never felt like she didn't hit the wall. She felt she just felt great the whole time, which is awesome. And uh, then she's going to try it out next on um, on the road on her Florida Keys home miler and let us know how she does on that. She'll come back and see me again before she goes to do that. Wow, that that's incredible. So she actually yeah. set a 100 mile record. That's correct, right? And not, yeah, at 59 years of age. That's crazy. Wow. So yeah. it'll be fun to see what she does on the roads too. Then. Absolutely. So as far as cro- incorporating CrossFit into running ultras or marathons or half marathons, how does someone put that into their schedule? I mean, you've got runners already running pretty much every day. A lot of people like to run every day. So how would you add a, a CrossFit workout on top of that? Well, that is the challenge initially is that we ask you to scale back a bit on running. And if someone's been running a long time, that's sometimes it's a challenge. But ideally what we want you to do is somewhere between four to six CrossFit workouts a week and somewhere between two to four runs a week. And so, and two of the runs are just interval training, not just because it's challenging, but they're short. So they're intervals and you do those on the same day as you strength train. So then what I tell runners is instead of going out and running a two hour run, you're going to break that up and spend an hour at the gym and then the other hour you'll be, you'll still get to be running. So then they actually are still exercising kind of the same amount of time. It's just split up a little bit differently. So then they still get their long runs. We still do a, a tempo or time trial run on the weekends. And if they're recovering well and doing well, then I'll usually throw in an extra run during the week if they want to get out and maybe practice some more skill work or, um, or just get a little extra tempo in. Okay. So does CrossFit endurance training, will that still involve a long run? Like say that, um, the lady who did the 100-miler, what was her long run leading up to that? Her longest run is about 20 miles. Okay. And, and it, it is athlete-dependent for sure, but we really know, I mean, we've seen and we've seen a lot of uh, um, proof in our athletes behind this that basically if our runners get out there and put in really good quality, like two-hour runs, three-hour runs, as their long runs and they're putting a lot of effort into that, they're usually having no problem uh, going with their distance. So she, for 100 miles, her longest training runs are about 20 miles. And um, a lot of our other athletes that we've worked with that you know, maybe are doing 100 miles also, um, sometimes we'll use uh, trail runs, like set runs as their, as their time trials. Like I had a guy just run 100. So each month he progressed. He did like a a marathon, then he did a 50K, then a 100K, then a 50-miler, and then went right to the 100. No, then a, that's right, then a 100K, then the 100-miler. So every month he did, as his long run, just a little bit longer getting towards that, um, to get to that goal, but his weekly runs were never longer either, other than like 13 to 15 miles. Okay. You know, Valerie, I, I saw on Facebook the other day that you were doing some pretty incredible one-leg box jump. Um, and I was, I was wondering, do runners ever get injured by doing CrossFit? I mean, the whole point is to stay injury free and that looked like an incredible move. I know. And I thought, well, that's probably one of those things you shouldn't put on Facebook, but, um, (laughs) that's my one trick thing. Well, I'll tell you what, people get hurt doing things, um, wrong. It's not, it's not CrossFit that hurts people. It's also not running that hurts people. It's moving wrong inside of the movement. So, People that run marathons and get injured, a lot of those people either weren't prepared for the distance of the marathon or their technique really wasn't good enough to hold up for 26-2. And it's the same thing in CrossFit. If you come into the CrossFit gym and, and you want to 
you know, be at the top of the leaderboard and you haven't progressed yet to those skills, that's, again, where people hurt themselves. Or trying to do silly tricks like one-leg pistol box jumps when you're not <laughs> ready to do that. Um, but for the most part, like, I've been a, I've been, I've owned my own gym for 12 years. I've been a CrossFit affiliate owner. I'm in my fourth year. And knock on wood, we, I don't see a lot of injuries. And a lot of people that come to me are coming in not that great in shape to start. And so as long as they're okay with letting me progress them at the rate that they are able to progress, they're going to do great. It's the same with the runners. You know, you get runners that come see you. They're like, I just started running and I signed up for a marathon. And you're like, you know, if you would just start maybe with a 5K and then we go 10K and progress you, we'll probably get to that marathon at a little better place. Okay. Now, how about nutrition? Um, how important is nutrition while you're out there on the trail or the road? Oh, it's huge, right? I mean, however you fuel for your race is how you're going to perform. You know, whatever your training is or not, um, you can, you know, there's this, you can slog through some miles, but if you're not eating right or train yourself to how to perform on the road or the trail, you're definitely going to suffer and break down. So we, that's another thing we program into the um, training not even just on the runs, but also at the box. I have people use whatever they're going to eat for the race. I want them to use it while they're running, while they're crossfitting, so their body just gets really used to what that's going to feel like when they're out there on the road or the trail. And do you follow any type of special diet? Um, no, I don't follow any special diet. I eat really clean. And, you know, I'm a huge three-pill user, so that's a daily part of my life. And my runners are all pretty much committed now. <laughs> I've made the switch over. I've been trying to get everyone off the uh, processed, you know, we don't do processed foods, um, minimal amount of grains, although with some of my runners, you know, everybody's a little bit different. Um, a lot of us eat sweet potatoes still. Some people have added in back some brown rice, things like that. Um, but for the most part, everybody does really well just um, sticking to, you know, really uh, a lot of protein, a lot of clean uh, green vegetables, fruits. And so, like, for the 50 we just did, in the third, we had a lot of 30K runners, some 50 milers, few 50Ks. I mean, everybody got up that morning, had their three fuel because it's just work. That's the, that's the thing. And on a trail run, you can actually travel with your three fuel and take it because on a trail run, you can stop at an aid station and really, you know, refill what you've got. It's been a little bit more of a challenge for my road athletes. Um, so what we've been doing, where either we'll meet somebody with a bottle, you know, if they need, like, fuel during um, or they'll use an electrolyte solution that has some calories in it. But it's important that you try to get for those really long endurance events about 200 calories an hour if you can. And so as you're using the three field, do you have any special way that you use it? Do you mix it with anything? Um, <laughs> I mix mine with water. I'm very plain. And I run with vanilla. Yeah, they have vanilla and chocolate. And it's funny because, like, for my strength workouts, I'll use the chocolate. But for running, I'm just a vanilla person. And what we found, um, most of my runners like to keep it plain as well, just because when you're out there, I mean, you know, you're a runner, you don't really want to taste a bunch of stuff. It's just easier to, you know, take something down that's simple. And, but the, like the morning of the race, so several of my uh, runners um, mixed a banana with it. You know, a lot of people like to put, you know, some kind of fruit maybe with it if they want it in the morning. Um, you don't even you add anything extra to it, although we do electrolytes, so you could add um, not on if I drink an electrolyte, but generally I take salt stick with it. Okay. And uh, that's been working pretty well. I had two girls just did the marathon uh, recently, 
using the three fuel and they just put, um, we just made a little in the morning. They just, they made an extra bottle basically and just wore it, you know, so you can get creative with it for sure. Right. Okay. Now for our listeners out there, give a, give them a little bit of an idea of what you actually had to eat today. Like it's four thirty in the afternoon. Um, you know, you have a, you run a CrossFit box, you have a busy schedule. What kind of healthy foods have you had so far? Okay, well, let's see. For breakfast, I had to refuel, and then I had some coffee. <laughs> and then uh, for, for lunch, I had a salad with some uh, grilled chicken and broccoli on it. That uh, was, my, was my lunch. And then tonight for dinner, we're having vegetable soup because we've already made it and it's at home. And then I'll have another refuel in about an hour because I'm going to work out again. Okay, okay. So how many, when I do, how many workouts have you done today? Well, just one. Just one this morning, and then I'm doing one this afternoon. <laughs> okay. Because I usually do either strength in the morning and endurance in the afternoon or flip. So if I run first, I um, will have my three fuel generally before I run. And with the strength work, I'll usually have the three fuel after because I've already eaten a meal. Okay. Valerie, you know, one of the important things about doing strength and endurance training is recovery. And it's important to get your sleep, make sure you're getting your nutrition. What are some tips that you use to make sure you're getting recovered? Um, just like you're saying, the goal is to try to, I try to tell my athletes, um, if you can go to bed a half hour earlier than you think you should. So, I mean, really try to get at least eight hours a night. And I know we're all guilty of probably not getting quite enough. So then if you can, to try to get, like, a recovery time during the day, if you can either, like, get a little bit of a nap or even just take, like, a quiet break. And also with the eating, like, right after you work out, um, I like for people to um, either have the refuel after or go home and eat. And I'll question people. Like, if they get to the gym in the morning and they haven't eaten anything, um, I'll encourage them to have something. I think a lot of you – know, everybody's different. Some people can eat or not eat before they work out. So I try to get them that if throughout the day you're fueling properly, you can probably get by on one workout. But generally, um, I'm always a big fan of how much my question to people is always, have you had anything green? Has anything green been on your plate today? Gotcha. Now, how about motivation? Um, a big part of getting out there and training every day is staying motivated. What do you do to keep your motivated, your motivation up for those two workouts that you do? Um, well, I've always, I guess, I've always got something in the books that I'm training for. So whether it's an event or something, um, coming up, like right now it's the CrossFit Open, so everybody's having fun competing in that. So that's on the books right now. I just, um, you know, it's funny. I've been working out for 25 years and I've never woken up and not wanted to. So my motivation is just part of my life. It's a lifestyle. And with my gym, the box, we're always trying to run. Like, right now we have an accountability accountability challenge going on where people have to, like, set a goal for themselves, and then they have to check in and be accountable for it. So we're always trying to find different ways to keep people excited and motivated. And with my runners, it's, like, it's a lot easier since they've always got a race they're training for. Literally, like, right when they finish one, most of them have already signed up <laughs> for the next one coming up. Right. Valerie, you've shared with us some great tips about nutrition, motivation, and recovery. Do you have anything else that you'd like to share with the listeners before we leave the call? Um, just keep on moving, whatever makes you happy. Just get out there and do it. All right, Valerie, where's the best place that people can go to find you online? Online, um, runatx.com. 
All right, great. Well, Valerie, it's been great talking with you. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to 3Fuel Podcast. For more information, go to 3Fuel.com or follow us on Instagram and Twitter with the handle 3Fuel or find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash 3Fuel. Thanks for listening.